Hey, bud. How you doing? What's up, bro? Oh, you know, it's Super Bowl week, man. Getting excited for the big game. Yes, sir. Especially, you know, having Stafford in that game. It's just upping the ante just a little bit. Yeah, for sure. But uh, first of all, I want to welcome everybody to episode number 92 of Gil and Al Talk NFL. Today is Tuesday, February the 8th. Yes, we are just, what what are we now, five days away from Super Bowl 56. The LA Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals will be our last game of the 2021 NFL season. You know, it's, it's, it's a great point in the season because we get to finally crown a champion, you know. We've been playing games since September. Mm-hmm. You know, the five-month journey's over. But at the same time, you know, it's kind of surreal and it's kind of a little sad because once that game is over and, you know, the Lombardi trophy is hoisted, you know, that sadness hits me that we, we won't see another down of NFL football until September again. Mm-hmm. So we just got to enjoy the 60 minutes that we're going to get on Sunday. You know, three and a half hours real time, obviously. But, you know, 60 minutes of, of actual action, you know, we got to take it, you know, like it's obviously going to be our last because it is going to be our last for you mm-hmm. know a few months. But um, that's pretty much what we're going to be talking about today. We have a uh, Super Bowl extravaganza. Going to try to keep, if you do remember uh, the format that we did last year, we're going to try to keep it the same way. Obviously, we're going to get our score predictions. We're going to get our MVPs. Um, you know, we're going to basically break it down like we would any any normal week, uh, but with a little bit of a different twist to it. Uh, obviously, like I said, score predictions, you know, we're going to have all that fun stuff. Uh, sleepers, I wanted to throw in sleepers again this year. Uh, I picked one on offense, one on defense. I believe you did too. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to keep the theme of what we started last year, obviously, with sports gambling being legalized. About this time last year, a lot of people were doing prop bets and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I have five prop bets picked out. Um, we're going to pick each one of what we would take and maybe help, you know, some of you that are over the age of 21 win some money this weekend. I know, I know, hopefully it'll help me. And then um, at the end, we are going to talk a little bit about Alvin Kamara. Obviously, we had the Pro Bowl on Sunday and he was arrested mm-hmm. shortly after the Pro Bowl on a, a battery charge. So we'll talk a little bit about that and what that could mean for Alvin Kamara's futures. I believe they had set a court date for March 8th, which is about a month from now, actually a month from, you know, today. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what, um, you know, if that has any effect on his career. And if it does, you know, it'd be very unfortunate, but we'll get into more of that later. But first, man, Super Bowl 56, Sunday, 6.30, Rams and Bengals. I'm going to let you lead off. We're going to get to the chase. Who, who you got in this game? I got to go Rams here. I lo- I've loved the Bengals this season. Um, they've impressed me. They've surprised me. I didn't think they would top the Chiefs for a second time. That was an incredible game. We're getting, you know, two teams who – the Rams were in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, but these aren't the teams you'd expect. You know, we'd expect the Chiefs. A couple of years ago, we always knew it was going to be the Patriots. I expected the Bucks to be in this game earlier in that, you know, before the season started. But Rams and Bengals, I, I'm extremely excited for this matchup. You know, after – witnessing you know Super Bowls that have been bland over the years or just what didn't seem like was going to be the best matchup I do believe from this season these are the two best teams the most exciting teams this season the Rams having you know a loaded offense loaded defense the Bengals their offense has been incredible and they're all under the age of 25 they've had you know guys step up on uh defense like you know Hendrickson I believe had a 12 plus sack season um we've had jesse bates a phenomenal you know young corner in this league they've added guys like von bell just a more underrated defense but really been impressive when it counted um i gotta go rams though and i and i say that because you know i can't doubt matthew stafford i've seen him you know what was that 2016 season when he had all those fourth quarter comebacks you know five or six of them it seems like every Almost every home game, it seemed like it went down to the last two or three minutes, and, and Stafford mm-hmm. was just leading the team down the field. I remember the ones he did it against the Washington team. He did it against the Rams, I believe. Once mm-hmm. it was Jared Goff's like rookie season, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a famous one in Minnesota. I remember Golden Tate just somersaulting into the end zone. You know, it was always nice. You know, <laughs> when both teams were good to beat the Vikings. Um, but yeah definitely going to be you know is it going to come down to a fourth quarter comeback do you think is that's, that's the question I have that's what I think it's going to be it's going to be whoever gets the ball last and when I said you know most exciting matchup we we had you know that Chiefs Rams game a couple years ago game of the mm-hmm. year last yep, year yep, you know, regular season game we, we we had regular season games be better than the Super Bowl 
And especially last season, once you got to the second half, Mahomes was still alive for a little bit, but you got into the fourth quarter, and it, I just didn't really care anymore. I wanted Brady to win at that point. Um, there, You know, there wasn't much hope in that Super Bowl last year. When we talk about the last time the Rams were in the Super Bowl, we talk about, you know, forcing yourself to stay awake, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, this game, I do believe, can be one of the probably game of the year candidates uh, we had, you know, great games, you know, earlier in the regular season. I just do think this can be one of those shootout Super Bowls we haven't really seen, um, at least in a long time. And Philly, New come- England is the last one I can remember. Wow, uh, twenty what was that? Uh-huh. 18? Eighteen. I agree. I think that's the last one. And then before that, I couldn't even name one. Maybe you know, uh, early two thousand. I, I I'm really not sure. You know our closest thing to a shootout. I don't think Super there were Bowls aren't known for known for their fifty-five to fifties or forty to thirty-five kind mm-hmm. of games. You know, it's when the defenses bow down a little bit. You know, you have that extra week to prepare for these mm-hmm. teams, and you know, you, the more film you watch, the more wrinkles you can find in the other team's offense. You know, you look at what Belichick did going back to the last time the Rams were in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and he just absolutely shut down Todd Gurley. You know, mm-hmm. Bill Belichick, obviously one of the greatest, you know, sch- schematic coaches, no offense or defensively, mainly on the defensive side of the ball that we've ever seen, you know, in NFL history. And mm-hmm. the way that he was just, I understand Todd Gurley was also a little banged up, um, you know, in the postseason whatnot. Yeah. CJ Anderson had those two 100-yard games in the playoffs. But, you know, to hold both CJ Anderson and Todd Gurley to basically nothing is the reason the Rams only scored three points in that game. Mm-hmm. What we saw in these championship games were two close matchups. Rams had to come back and win it, and that's why I almost want to say two lower you know, scoring games as well. You know, uh huh. Twenty seven, twenty four, the final in the bank out of that field goal. It, it here's the two ways I see this game going: a McPherson field goal wins it for the Bengals, or Stafford drives them down and they score for the Rams. McPherson Those are the wins ways. the game with a field goal, and he gets the gritty. That that would just be you know incredible. Insane. I think. For a rookie, you know, kicker to do all that after a drafted you know, rookie, not a lot of kickers get drafted. We, we, we yeah, we, the last one I can remember getting drafted uh, was Roberto Aguayo, and, and that's a name I haven't heard in a very mm-hmm. long time. Very successful kicker out of Florida State, I believe the Bucks took him in the second round, and he started missing kicks in preseason, and, and that was about it. I don't even know if they, they caught him in the regular season, they caught him, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think Jamar Chase is game, undoubtedly, no matter what. Um, it's a tough matchup for Ramsey. It's going to be a tough matchup, and it, it might be good to you know see him get shut up a little bit on the uh, the biggest stage. Although you can't knock Ramsey's play; he is a great player. It just I think Jamar Chase can really be the guy to you know send a message that yeah. you know receivers. It's it's a lot. I feel like it's a lot harder to be a corner. And if you if you start talking against a good receiver like Chase, especially a young receiver who had a three touchdown game against the Chiefs, who's had a phenomenal rookie season. He's younger. He's you know he's got the footwork. the The question is going to be hands. He's dropped some passes here and there. Um, T Higgins, I think, can have a great game for the Bengals. But ultimately, I do see this going to the. Um, I want to say it's going to be decently high scoring, maybe, maybe even 35-24. I think the Rams can pull away. Um, I just feel like the Rams' defense, the way they first half of the Buccaneers game, the the defense really got to Kyler Murray um, in that first game. Tells me Joe Burrow is going to be in a bit of trouble. He has been sacked, what was it, nine times and still won a playoff nine game. Nine times this in the Titan game, yeah. This will not be that game. The Rams are not the Titans. The Titans have been, you know, beat up all year. Half their players are injured. Um, I do I do want to see Joe Burrow win a Super Bowl, and it would be phenomenal if he went, you know, in his second year after, like we talked about, I think, last week, a 20-month span or something like that. Um it's just it's crazy to to see him in the Super Bowl, and what's really awesome is the battle on number nines at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Stafford sure. gets his first Super Bowl, cementing him completely without a doubt in the Hall of Fame. I think, um, and I think Stafford can potentially you know uh, pull away at the end. Like I said, if that if that defense does what they did against Kyler Murray, Stafford's just got to put up points and hopefully. Instead of letting it up like the Bucks, the only way they lose this game is game to the Bucks game. 
Exactly. Uh, I heard I was watching a little bit of the uh, the media night coverage that they had on last night, um, and Michael Irvin had said this is a game for Matthew Stafford. It's a double down game, is what he called it. He said he can win a Super Bowl ring, and then I think, um, and a lot of people probably can agree with the statement that this could be a game that gets Matthew Stafford into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you know, he has the accolades. He has the you know the youngest player you know to hit this amount of passing yards, uh-huh. the youngest amount, of, you know, the youngest player to hit this amount of passing touchdowns just because he had to rely on his own arm and the lions had to rely on his own arm in the days where, you know, they had Reggie Bush and they had a uh, job best and they had Mikel mm-hmm. short guys like that at running back where you couldn't rely. They didn't have a bell cow back. You know, like mm-hmm. some of these teams have today with a Derrick Henry and with a Christian McCaffrey, with a Jonathan Taylor, et cetera, you know, uh-huh. he hit all those numbers cause he was not, they were relying on his arm so much. And, you know, that's that cemented him in there. And then, obviously, I think another big piece is having a receiver, you know, being a quarterback to a receiver with not one, but the top two single-season receiving yards in a single season. Mm-hmm. Calvin Johnson, obviously, has the record. I understand Cooper Cup, he had the extra game this season, and it was the first year of the extra game. You're going to see a lot of these records over the next five-plus years get broken mm-hmm. because of the extra game. And for Cooper Cup to only be, I think it was maybe 15 to 20 yards away from breaking mm-hmm. Calvin Johnson's record. I think that's also another point, you know, another box that Matthew Stafford can check in that Hall yeah. of Fame. All he's missing is the MVP in the Super Bowl. And honestly, mm-hmm. I think if the Super Bowl ring, I, I think that'll trump the MVP. And he, he won't have to win an MVP in his career if he wins one or two Super Bowls. Even maybe one, maybe enough. Yeah, if, if he goes to two and only wins one, yeah. if he does, I think one can be enough based on, you know, what he's done already in his career. You mentioned Calvin Johnson having that receiving yard record in a single season, Cooper Cup being really close. That, to me alone, shows the, you know, quarterback that he is. He takes a receiver, he, he bonds well with a number one, and then he's good. Even, I think, when Golden Tate was here, they had really good chemistry. Stafford has been, you know, through an up-and-down career. When he came into the Lions franchise, we were a dumpster fire, literally. We were the worst team in NFL history at that point. And he gave us some hope in that rookie season. He bonds with Calvin Johnson pretty well. You know, obviously, when you got a guy the size of Calvin Johnson, the speed of Calvin Johnson, people are going to say, oh, it's only Calvin Johnson. Of course you can do that because it's Calvin Johnson. But we saw when Calvin Johnson retired, he maintained that same level of play. His last season in Detroit here, he was banged up. I believe he had back injuries, stuff like mm-hmm. that. He just yeah. did not want to be here. You could tell. And um, the, the thing that cements him in the Hall of Fame for me is you go from Lions, the Detroit Lions, to the next year. Of course, you're going to a great ca- head coach. Probably when, it, when all is said and done, I think Sean McVay is going to be considered one of the best innovative coaches of all mm-hmm. time. And he'll be a Hall of Fame head coach. I mean, he's already been to two Super Bowls in, what, four or five seasons? Yeah. And we he's talk- phenomenal. When we talk McVeigh, we, we you know you know you talk about these great coaches, you know the, the coaching trees and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know you talk the Belichick tree. You get guys like um, you know Patricia. You get Vrabel. You get mm-hmm. um, McDaniel's. You know McDaniel's getting the job in Vegas, obviously mm-hmm. with um, Patricia having a coaching job. Uh, Vrabel doing a great job in Tennessee. Uh, mm-hmm. You look at the Parcells tree. There's multiple Hall of Fame coaches on that coaching tree. Yeah, and you start talking even about Mike Shanahan's tree, McVeigh. LaFleur, they were both on the same staff at one mm-hmm. point with Washington. Shanahan, too. And so was Sh- Kyle Shanahan as well. Mm-hmm. When it's all said and done, when you bring up that, you know, Sean McVay being one of the better, you know, one of, if not the best innovative offensive mind mm-hmm. in the NFL, we could be talking, we'll be talking 15, 20 years about some of these coordinators and stuff that he has, quarterbacks, coaches, you know, mm-hmm. position group coaches and whatnot, as being up there with a Belichick or a Parcells kind of a tree. Mm-hmm. I mean, you already see it, Zach Taylor. Yeah, Sean McVay's staff, mm-hmm. and you look, you, and you look who's on the other side of Sean McVay on Sunday coaching, and it's Zach Taylor mm-hmm. in his second, third season, second season. That's insane. That's incredible. Uh, but if uh, you don't have, do you have anything else to say? I totally didn't mean to cut you off there. No, all good. I think Stafford. You know, this this is going to be really good to see. That's what I'm excited about. Um, he deserves it. That's what I'll say. Um. I have a lower scoring game. It's still it's still high. You know, it's not going to be the thirty eight to thirty five kind of game. I think this could be in the middle of the pack here. I got the Rams twenty seven and I got the Bengals twenty four. I really believe that this game is going to come down to the last five or so minutes. Mm-hmm. We haven't had one of those Super Bowls in a few years that has come down to the last drive. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Chiefs they had pulled away 
in the last couple minutes of that game in 2020. Uh-huh. Uh, the Rams bought or the pardon me the um, Rams and Patriots Super Bowl was pretty much over in the fourth quarter. Last year's Super Bowl was over at halftime. We mm-hmm. really haven't had a close Super Bowl down to the wire. Patriots Seahawks. Patriots not not even Patriots Seahawks. Patriots Falcons, the, the yeah. classic twenty-eight to three, the first overtime in uh, Super Bowl history. Definitely. Um, Stafford, I think he's going to win MVP in this game. Twenty-five to thirty-seven. I think he goes for three ten, three touchdowns and an inter. He does throw that interception though, mm-hmm. and that interception is going to get Cincinnati back into this game. I think there are two keys in this game on the defensive side of the ball, one for each team. If Stafford can't control the turnovers, the Bengals are winning this game. Mm-hmm. You've seen him. You threw. You saw the three interceptions he threw against San Francisco in that first game on Monday Night Football. I believe two of them were pick sixes. Uh, he threw the back-to-back pick sixes in um, against Tennessee at home mm-hmm. on that Sunday nighter. You've seen that. That's that was two of their five losses this season. I think mm-hmm. were based on just a couple plays that Stafford. You know whether he forced them or whether he was trying not to take a sack or whatever the case may be. And then on the other side of the on the defense side of the ball for the Bengals. Sorry, for the on the offensive side of the ball for the Bengals, defensive side of the ball for the Rams. Um, if Burrow gets sacked more than seven times, I think the Rams can win this game. Uh huh. It, it's it's a big part, obviously. You know, he got sacked nine. Yeah, he got sacked nine times against Tennessee, and they still won the game. Tennessee has Ryan Tannehill playing quarterback. Yeah, he is obviously not your. You know, when you think of top quarterbacks in the league, I probably can name half of the starters in the league without even getting to Ryan Tannehill's name. I agree. So, but the Rams, they have a great defensive line, you know, great secondary, and they have the high-power offense to make sure that Burrow, or, you know, make sure that that Cincinnati offensive line would pay for the mistakes that, you know, they make. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Stafford throws three touchdowns, like I mentioned. I think he's going to go to Cup, OBJ, and Higby. Higby <laughs> is a big part in this game. You know, obviously both tight ends in this game, they're injured. Uh, Uzama sprained his MCL very early in the AFC Championship game, and I believe Higby um, he screwed up his knee in the second quarter of the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. Both guys say they want to play, and I think that's going to be another. The, the, if I have a third key for this game, I think whoever, whichever tight end plays, yeah. if only one of them plays, probably could be the winner of this game. And I know I you don't want to break it down to one position or you know whatnot, but you know you have your three playmakers on each side of the receiving end. You have Cup, OBJ and Jefferson for the Rams, and you have Higby, Boyd, and you have um, Jamar Chase for the, for the Bengals. Obviously, you know, Michelle and Mixon, they're going to get their um, – they're going to – or not Michelle, Mixon, pardon me, Akers and Mixon. They're going to yeah. get their touches, you know, receiving the ball and whatnot. But those – that fourth piece, whoever has their fourth piece healthy is going to be the winner of this game, I think. And if they uh-huh. both have it, I think it'll still be a very even fight to the end, and it'll be one of those situations where whoever has the ball last wins. I agree. Um, I think Akers has 15 carries. I think he has 65 yards. Uh, he's going to have three catches for about 25. Um, Michelle's going to get a few carries here and then. I think he's going to have 15 yards. Uh, Cooper Cup, though, if he gets over, you know, 10 receptions, I think the Rams can win this game. I'm down for 10 for 115 and a touchdown. I think OBJ can have five grabs for 60 yards or so. Uh, Burrow, though, uh, 24 of 32, 275, two touchdowns. I think the key to keep Cincinnati in this game, not, not let alone just win the game, just keep them alive in this game, is if Joe Burrow can keep the turnovers clean. You've mm-hmm. seen it in the playoffs. I don't believe he has turned the ball over more than once or twice in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And still, all, the game, all their games have still gone down to one-score games. Yeah. That just shows how important turnovers can end up being. And obviously, in any game, turnovers can, can flip the script. Um, Mixon, 21 carries. I think they're going to rely a lot on Mixon more than you would think. 21 carries, 85 yards. I think he scores a touchdown on the ground. I think Burrow gets a quarterback sneak touchdown as well. Uh, not a lot of people probably thinking that, you know, if you are thinking about, you know, a prop, maybe that would be a, a sneaky one to throw in there. Uh, Jamar Chase, I think he's going to get held in check. He's still going to have a good game, though. I think he's going to break maybe one or two 25, you know, yard receptions or so. But I think Rams is going to keep him in check in terms of catches. I think he has six for 90. Uh, Higgins, five for 55. I think Boyd's going to be a little less involved, maybe more than people think. Hopefully that is in case if you're a Bengals fan. Hopefully that's because of Uzama getting more targets because he'll be able to play. <laughs> Um, I think the Rams get to Burrow six times, though. I really think they do. You watch the tape of that Rams defensive line against Tampa. And I understand Tampa was down two of their two of their top linemen. But they ate that offensive line apart and got to Brady. They they forced a fumble. They made him throw an interception on a hurry pressure and whatnot. Mm-hmm. The Bengals' offensive line, it's not great, but it's not really good either. I mean, I'd say it's middle of the pack. 
it's it's better than the banged up Bucks, I would say. So that'll probably keep you know the sack count down a little bit more. I think McPherson hits a 45-plus yarder in this game. I think Matt Gay, the kicker for the Rams, he also hits two field goals in the second half to extend the lead. Um, I think Donald's going to have a sack and a half. I think Miller has a sack with a couple pressures. I think Hubbard gets a sack. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the interception that Stafford would be able to throw if you know if he does throw one, I think Eli Apple's going to be a big guy to watch in that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Von Bell is the sneaky pick as well. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I think the MVP is going to go to Stafford for his clutch performance. They're going to bring L.A. the chip and um, you know get his first Super Bowl ring and most likely a ticket punch to Canton. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be very interesting to watch. You know, it's a, like like you said, it's going to be a close game. I think it is too. But uh, you know, it only takes one score late in the game just to, to put it out of Pull reach away. for for one team. You know. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on here to our sleepers. Um, I picked one offensive and one defensive player. I think you did as well. I'm going to let you lead off with your offensive player, your your sleeper to watch, on you know either side. You know, whether it's the Bengals or the Rams. I got to go Van Jefferson, and it's because, you know, when we were watching Hard Knocks last year, his play was impressive. Before we'd even seen him in an NFL game, he was showing out, you know, in practice and and the two big games on this Rams offense. Cooper Cup's no doubt going to have a great game. Odell, I think, will get involved, definitely. But if, if, if you're the Bengals, you're going to game plan for their top two guys. Probably even game plan for Higby, you know, to make sure those guys are covered. Who will you not necessarily be able to cover as well then? Van Jefferson. We saw him get, you know, the touchdown in the Cardinals game when he was going against his dad. And um, I just think for some reason, I think it's going to be a good, you know, little arc um, for him to score here in the Super Bowl after, you know, we talked about him last year. We we said he was going to be a sleeper last year. This year, you know, he showed out. When Odell wasn't really on the team and when uh, Woods first got hurt, I think he played really good. He obviously, I mentioned, had a pretty good game against the Cardinals. I really think he could be a sneaky guy to watch an offense behind the likes of your top main targets for the Rams. And, you know, if if the Bengals come up with a good enough scheme, I'll hold those top guys in check. Stafford's going to have to look elsewhere, even when those guys have been on the field. I've seen Stafford take uh, deep shots at Van Jefferson. He's a deep ball receiver. Mm-hmm. I think the reason they probably got rid of Deshaun Jackson, Van Jefferson does the same thing, except he actually <laughs> likes to go in the end zone. Um, <laughs> yeah, Deshaun Jackson likes to – Van Jefferson likes to take a straight line to the end zone. Uh, that's, that's probably the way you want to do lines and, you know, <laughs> fumble the he ball before to I, And he also doesn't fumble – yeah, for real. He knows how to hold the ball as you cross the plane. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Van Jefferson. I think that's the guy who could really show up in this game um, and be one of those Super Bowl heroes. We saw, I think it was the Seattle uh, Patriots game. We saw, what was his name? His name was like Richard Matthews or something. And then uh, Chris, yeah, Matthews. Chris Matthews. Chris Matthews. For the yeah. Seahawks, right? Yep. He, only game of his career he really, you know, got a main uh, main stage and really around the NFL knew him. The only reason we're really hip to Van Jefferson in the first place, not that he's had, you know, any bad games or anything. He's he showed up. Hard knocks. You know, it was hard knocks that put his hip. Um so I think Van Jefferson could have an opportunity to really, you know, cement himself as a guy on this offense. Obviously, Another, you know Odell, he's on a one year contract. I assume mm-hmm. he would come back next year if they win the Super Bowl, if they made the oh, Super Bowl. Sure. But then you're going to have Robert Woods in the mix. Van Jefferson's got to, you know, Van say why he's going to be the fifth option next year if Odell resigns. Think about yeah. that. That's crazy. Um, Real quick here, um, you know, another guy that you mentioned, you know, and you mentioned Chris Matthews, another guy I, I thought about, same Super Bowl. Nobody knew who Malcolm Butler was before that interception. Yeah. And, and he got a huge contract a year later from Tennessee because of that one play, basically. Yeah, he had a great mm-hmm. 20, what was that, 2017 season, 2018 season, whatever season followed that. Yeah. For some reason, I'm mixing up the dates on when, when that Super Bowl was. But, you know, he didn't – he he got that contract based on the solely fact of one good year and one great play that, you know, nobody will ever forget in NFL history. Uh, mm-hmm. Quick question before I go on to my offensive sleeper. When we were sitting there watching Hard Knocks last summer and we were breaking it down, did you ever think that Van Jefferson would be a big piece in a Super Bowl? No. I thought, I he thought could be Tutu a... Atwell 
the guy out of Louisville yeah. was going to have higher upside than Van Jefferson did, even though Van Jefferson, I believe, was the higher draft. Or no, actually, Tutu Outwell, I think, was a first rounder. Yeah. And Jefferson was a second rounder. So, you know, that's that's really surprising. I haven't heard Tutu Atwell's name in a long time. I know he's on the active roster. Um, yeah. Maybe he'll be a big play guy. You he know, has, like, watch punt him. returns, maybe, right? <laughs> maybe Tutu Atwell scores a touchdown in the Super Bowl. You never know. I mean, I've seen crazier Could things be. happen. Obviously, Chris Matthews, you know. Mm-hmm. Never heard of but, him again. No, which is really surprising. Uh, you know, on offense, I have a tight end from the Rams. And this really is only going to hit, I think, if Tyler Higby doesn't play. And it's mm-hmm. Kendall Blanton. Kendall Blanton, he he really didn't have that many targets this year. He only had four catches for 37 yards all season long. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a 26-year-old tight end from the University of Missouri. He wasn't even drafted. He was picked up as an undrafted free agent. Uh, he stepped up. And, he had to step up in the NFC title game uh, late in the game and then, um, you know, second quarter and then the second half. And, boy, did he. You know, Tyler Higby went down with that knee injury or whatever he has. Uh, five grabs for 57 yards, which just that one game alone broke his entire regular season stat. You know, he put 17 games together and only had four catches for 37 yards. And basically in a half of football, he had 20 more yards on one more catch. Wow. He also uh, did have the first touchdown in the uh, Rams divisional round win versus Tampa Bay. Uh, Two grabs for 18 yards in that performance. If Higby's not able to go in the game Sunday, watch Blanton as a sneaky touchdown candidate. Another, you know, sneaky prop out there. If if Higby doesn't play, I'd maybe throw a couple dollars at Kendall Blanton to score a touchdown. I don't know what odds you'd get, but if it hit, you'd probably – You'd probably have a good payday for that. Um, Uh Even if Higby does play, watch Blanton to get two or three catches and make the most out of them. All right, moving on here to our defensive players. Uh, Who do you have on the defensive side of the ball? At first, I was going to go Eli Apple. I thought it would be fitting, you know, last last week. Thank you for not taking mine. He dropped an interception last week. I thought it'd be redemption. But I actually go, I got to go with the guy. Bengals defensive player for the last two seasons, Jesse Bates. Uh, he was, around, you know, getting an interception last week. Same thing like Eli Apple. I'm not sure that he dropped it, but I think Jesse Bates, he's going to have to step up. He's going to, he's the number one corner. I think him and Apple are the one, two guys here and they're going against Cooper cup and Odell Beckham. That's, that's going to be the matchup that I think will actually play the biggest role in this Super Bowl because Cooper cup, you got to have clamps. Odell Beckham, that man can catch at the craziest angles. You could cover that man, double coverage. We've seen it. You can pass interference that man, and he'll catch it with three fingers. So these matchups are going to be crucial. And I think Jesse Bates, you know, he can really show the world what he's, you know, been able to do in Cincinnati. Last season, he was the only guy that, you know, I even recognized on that Bengals team defensively. Um and I think, you know, it's it's been really good to see him grow and hopefully, you know, remain the key piece of that, you know, Bengals secondary as hopefully the Bengals look to make this a habit of being in the Super Bowl or at least being in, you know, the contention um, for the Super Bowl. I think Jesse Bates is going to have a good game. Will he get an interception? I think it depends. You mentioned you have Stafford possibly throwing a pick. I think Stafford could throw a pick. Um, I, I don't want to see it, but if he throws an interception, watch for it to either go to Jesse Bates or the guy you're going to talk about here, Eli Apple. Yeah, Eli Apple. Um, when I was writing these notes about Eli Apple, I just I, I it came to me when I saw it. And I knew where he went to college and everything. I follow mm-hmm. up on the college game quite regularly. Uh, for those of you don't, that don't know, Eli Apple went to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And the first guy I thought about was Jeff Okuda. Mm-hmm. Eli Apple was a fairly high, highly regarded corner coming out of Ohio State in the 2016 draft. He went 10th overall to the New York Giants. He had a mm-hmm. little bit of problems with the Giants uh, in his rookie season training camp and whatnot, and it developed into not too good a play on field. Uh, he was traded to the New Orleans Saints, I believe, in the 2018 deadline. Mm-hmm. He ended up playing for the Saints for a year or two and then ended up playing um, last year, I believe it was for the Panthers. After yep. the Saints had, uh, or the Panthers had acquired him in the 2020 offseason, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. So he goes and plays for the for the Panthers in the 2020 season, and then signs a one year rookie or a free agent contract, pardon me, with the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, he has really helped his defense mature into a top ten in the league in 2021. You know, everybody knows the name, but he still could be a sleeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's really the veteran, you know, per se, quote unquote veteran. This is his fifth season in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, but he's there's a lot of young pieces. You know, mentioned Hubbard, you mentioned Bates, you mentioned um, Hendrickson, yep. some other guys on that team. DJ Reader, Eli, DJ Reader. You know, 
Apple's almost like the the old. I wouldn't. I don't really want to use the word old man, but he's almost like the old man in the room. I mean, yeah. at twenty six years old. Um, going back to Jeff Okuda, though, I hope that he can maybe develop half as nice as Eli Apple, because Okuda's going to be going to his third season next year with the Lions. And mm-hmm. nobody thought Eli Apple would be playing in a Super Bowl, I don't think, three years into his career. So, you know, mm-hmm. we only can just hope and pray that Okuda can get it together after this injury and whatnot. But uh, 49 tackles this year, two for a loss, a fumble recovery, two interceptions, and a full 16 this year. Actually, not a full 16. He did miss a game. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned in the predictions, watch out for him to possibly get that turnover that could maybe just flip the game for Cincy. Mm-hmm. Are there any other players that maybe had come to your mind while we were talking? I truly couldn't think of any myself. You know, there's so much star power in this game that it's hard to find a sleeper. You know, last year mm-hmm. we had guys like we had guys like Scotty Miller to talk about last year and Tyler Johnson yeah. and Murphy Bunting. You know, not a lot of people knew about Sean Murphy Bunting before the Super Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. It's just there was so much star power. I felt like it was it was kind of difficult to find a sleeper. It was impossible almost. Um, I mean, you could say a guy like Sony Michelle perhaps is out of the field or whatever, you know, you could say maybe Sony Michelle has a big Samaj P. Ryan, you know, mixing mm-hmm. back up. Chris, I mean, talk about him on the uh, punt return, kick return game. He had a really good game versus Tennessee. I think he had a decent return uh, versus the Chiefs, but who knows? They come out of Brandon second Powell, half. Former, former Detroit Lion, Brandon Powell. Either way, I mean, for the, uh, Rams. punt return, kick return. Those two would be the guys I would think would get, you know, a touchdown. Talk about, you know, Eric Weddle returning from retirement. Yep. He's going to be in what, his third or fourth game back, right? Mm-hmm. Coming out of retirement to sign a rest of the season contract with the Rams. He could be a key piece. Then, I mean, mention Ashawn Robinson. We've got a lot of former Lions. I totally forgot he was on the Rams until mm-hmm. I was watching their little pep rally that they had last night. And he was uh-huh. standing right behind Matthew Stafford when he was talking. I'm like, oh, my God, I totally forgot about Ashawn Robinson. We had him for what, two, three two years, years, maybe? Yeah, he was one of those uh, Bob Quinn, Matt Patricia draft picks that, that went horribly wrong. Terrible pick. And I mean, I guess he's living it up, you know, on the Rams. It's uh, probably the best roster he could have found his way onto, being, you know, probably when you look on paper, the best roster in, in uh, football this season. Um, bearing, you know, the uh, Bucks injuries and all that. But. They've, you know, constructed a great roster. The Bengals have constructed a great offense, and a, and their defense is coming along, and their defense is sneakily underrated. And then, I mean, sleeper, not really a sleeper, but McPherson. You know, I hope he has a really good game. Whether he hits a game winner, whether he gets a, you know, to tie it, or whether, you know, at any point he takes the lead, McPherson is going to be, you know, I think a guy in that next generation of uh, kickers. You know, you talk uh, – Vinatieri was a kicker for so long um, in so many Super Bowls. Um, who else? Gast- Gast- Gastowski was incredible. Gastowski, yep, yep. You think about, you know, um, those guys had been to what? Probably the most Super Bowls out of any. I mean, besides Brady, some of yeah, those kickers. Probably. And, um, you know, a kicker, a good kicker is, is phenomenal. And uh, I just wish – Matt Prater had signed with the Rams. I know yeah. they've got, you know, they've always had pretty good kickers over the last year, but Matt Prater would have just been, you know, a little addition to this sweetness that is Matthew Stafford getting a Super Bowl um, ring, hopefully. Uh, I wish we could just trade. I wish this could just be the Lions in the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, but it's it's good to see Stafford, and it's it's going to be good. Like you mentioned, a lot of star power. Um Probably gonna be one of the better Super Bowls, I would think, in the in the recent years. I mean, hey, star power for for a big city, you know. They they call mm-hmm. it, you know, it's L.A. Hollywood, you know, City Angels, you know. Mm-hmm. What a what a perfect uh, what a perfect you know Super Bowl for for L.A. I mean, to have all this star power. Definitely. Very, very interesting, and you know, maybe there's a guy that we we haven't heard of much, or a guy that we didn't mention that may make a big play that, that could win or even in some cases lose one of these teams to Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to move on here real quick. Uh, let's get this Alvin Kamara stuff. Let's let's do the Alvin Kamara next, and then we'll end mm-hmm. with, the, with the props and everything. Obviously, as I mentioned at the beginning of the uh, episode, Alvin Kamara was arrested, um, I believe, early or late Sunday night in Las Vegas. Obviously, uh, was participating for the NFC in the Pro Bowl. Ended up playing in the Pro Bowl and then shortly arrested, arrested pardon me, shortly after that. Um, he was involved in an altercation on Saturday morning at a uh, nightclub down there in Las Vegas. 
uh, heard some stories. I, mean, I haven't really heard too much about this. Uh, something about an altercation with a couple guys, and he left uh, pretty, pretty one of the guys pretty well beat up, you know, with a serious face, facial scar and whatnot. So, uh, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on, on Alvin Kamara? He does have a, a court date set for one month from today, March 8th. It just, it's not what the Saints needed right now with Sean Payton stepping down, with, you know, Breeze retiring last year, with. Michael Thomas being injured the last two seasons after his reception uh, record. It's just not what they needed. Kamara, you know, missed games this year. He he wasn't his best, I don't think. Um, that being said, he's, he's a top 10, top 5 running back in the league for me. Um, he can catch. I, I think we've seen him throw on some occasions. He's, he's great um, running ball. He obviously didn't really skip a beat when Ingram left. He just came into the, you know, lead role there, and he had that six-touchdown game, almost seven. Um, it's sad. Um, I I cannot say uh, being in Vegas, and, you know, it seems like that's the trouble, how he got into that situation. But as an NFL player with, you know, a career on the line, I, I don't think he should have put himself in that position. I understand the the atmosphere. I understand all all your NFL guys are out there for the Pro Bowl. It's a, you know you're in the off season, you know. But that that's just mind boggling to me how you put your career in jeopardy for what a bar fight. I don't yeah. think he's gonna really get you know much punishment. And Saints will keep him around. We saw Kareem Hunt get cut by the Chiefs and then go to the. Uh, Browns, but that was more for I think um, to the team, or they felt like he lied to them. I think Kamara could get a suspension, though. Um, yeah, he maybe could get one. a four-game suspension to start the year, two two to four games. Obviously, it's, Kareem Hunt's situation was a lot more serious. You know, not yes. not trying to downplay this this whole altercation that Alvin Kamara was in, but mm-hmm. obviously, I think the NFL high, holds more of a standard on disciplining domestic violence versus yes. Just, Versus a, a simple battery case, which is what this sounds like to me, at least. I haven't read, like I said, I haven't read too much into it. Mm-hmm. We'll see what else comes out about it too, through the trial and through all that. Mm-hmm. It's just unfortunate, you know. I I saw a meme yesterday, and it was um I don't know if you're familiar with the Adam Sandler movie, The Longest Yard, mm-hmm. and it's um it was the Mean Machine. Obviously, that's that's the team of the, uh-huh. the nickname of the team that's in that's in the movie. You don't know the storyline. It's basically uh, Adam Sandler leading the quarterback, leading a bunch of uh, prisoners playing a game against their, the guards, you know, and everything. Uh-huh. And I saw something, and it was just Sean, the Mean Machine 2022 roster. It was Henry Ruggs, it was Damon Arnett, it was Sean Watson, and Alvin Kamara. Mm. So what a squad. This is, yeah, what a, what a squad that would be. I mean, but and we hope that Alvin Kamara can just get away with this with a simple, you know, two to four game suspension hopefully this doesn't ruin his career and if it does it'd be very unfortunate because you know it's a he's a shining star in this league and you know you never see you never know where the road may may lead him to all right moving on here very lastly uh before we do get out of here uh we're going to continue something that we did last year obviously as i mentioned uh you know sports gambling was legalized in michigan at about this time last year so a lot of people this is this is the first thing that i put a wager on was the super bowl and I thought, you know, why not have some fun with the Super Bowl, everything. I got a free – I think they gave – the site I used gave me a free, like, $50 or something. So mm-hmm. I threw five prop bets together for $10, and I ended up going away with, like, 100 bucks. So I want to see if we can make, you know, the people obviously 21 and over some some money here. Uh, I do have odds. These odds were as of last night, and the odds will change as the week goes along. So if you are listening to this and you like the odds and they have changed – or maybe for better or worse, but you know you may find a great value somewhere else for something that I didn't put out here. First mm-hmm. things first, the coin flip. It's always one of the most, even if you're a football fan or not, it's all probably the most bet on thing in the Super Bowl. Probably, obviously, mm-hmm. the odds for heads and tails are both the same. They're even, which if you don't know what even is, it's minus one ten. Uh, just a quick stat here: six of the last eight coin tosses have been tails. Mm-hmm. So, what, what do you think the coin toss is going to be? Heads or tails? I gotta go tails based on that. Yeah, man, tails. I've always grew up with it. The, the whole joke thing, saying whatever you want to call it, was tails never fails. Mm-hmm. Every time I scream that out during overtime of a football game, it seems like it always hits heads. 
So I'm going to go on the other side of history here, and I think the, I think the coin toss is going to be heads. Mm. All right, here. Uh, we got a second prop bet here. Kickoff. Will the kickoff be a touchback or not? These odds are via think... FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, yes is minus 180, and no mm. is plus 135. I bet the no last year in $185, so. What, what, what is I'm going to go yes here just based. I think so. I mean, there's no way you just – why wouldn't you? Why would you let him start at the touchback? You know, I, I understand maybe you want to get him short, but at that point, just don't even take a chance. I do remember, um, you know, and I, I saw a stat here when I was looking at these these numbers here. I think both teams are in the top 10 or top 15, pardon me, when it comes to touchback percentage. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why you're getting a little less, you know, you're getting better odds on the tail or on the no side of that. But it, it obviously totally depends on who gets the ball as well. I mean, honestly, I think if the Bengals are kicking off first, I think McPherson can, can boot it out of the back of the end zone. I agree. But if the, if the, Ram, if the Bengals start with the ball, I think it has a little bit better of a chance of being returned. Mm-hmm. All right, another popular one that a lot of people choose um, is the first touchdown score. <clears throat> These odds are via FanDuel. I have a couple of options, so I'm going to give you five options here. Cooper Cup is plus 480. Cam Akers is plus 650. Chase is plus 800, Mixon is plus 850, and OBJ is plus 900. This is going to be one of the ones that I will be wagering on. So please don't veer me in the wrong way. <laughs> Who's going to score the first touchdown on Sunday night? I got to go with, I don't know, the Rams' defensive line I don't think is going to allow Mixon to score. It really depends on who gets the ball first, but I think it could be Odell Beckham. You've seen Stafford go to him in the uh, in those situations. We've seen Odell make the craziest catches. Um, I'm I'm surprised Higby's not on that list, but it's definitely due to the fact that he's been hurt. Um, I don't know. It's I think it could either be Cup, Chase, or Odell. If I had to choose, I think I would just go Odell. Mm-hmm. And that's the easier pick, you know. You really think of, you know, getting setting the tempo and everything. You really think of a receiver catching a touchdown yeah. versus, you know, really a running back taking it. Uh, real quick here, I am on the website. Let me see if I can find first touchdown odds for um, Higby. I Higby's think... is – hold up. I passed. Plus 1,500. So a $10 bet would win you 150 Nice. I think uh, Higby and Odell, if the if the Rams get the ball, because we've seen them go to those two guys in the red zone cup. I feel like he, he gets some, but you got to do it a, a better route for cup. You know, he runs certain routes or he runs, you know, mm-hmm. certain ways. Odell, just throw a fade up. He can get it. Exactly. If you got Higby, he's a big body in the center of the, uh, you know, end zone. He can box people out pretty well. So that's why I would go there. If if it, the Bengals get the ball, though, I think Chase has good odds. Um, Chase would probably be my pick there. Um, another big one, I think, is um, if they're in the red zone when they're ready to score the Rams, it's going to go OBJ or it's going to go Higby. But if they're yeah. you know scoring a 30- or 40-yard touchdown to start the game, I think Odell's your guy, really. Yeah. But with that being said, it's a very tough decision for me to make. Uh, I, and I know I'm going to go soft, and I'm I'm not I may change my mind when I when I decide to make my my selection, but mm-hmm. this may be a soft pick to choose. But I think Cooper Cup's going to be the first touchdown scorer. Mm-hmm. He has the shortest odds, and there's a reason why he has the shortest odds. The man won the triple crown in receiving this year, mm-hmm. receiving yards, touchdowns, and receptions, mm-hmm. and he scores a lot of touchdowns to start the game. And I think that's going to be – and I think it's going to be one of those red zone opportunities where Cup's going to be lost in the slot and Stafford is just going to find him in the end zone, I think. Mm. All right, here, number four, we have will a non-quarterback throw a touchdown? Most uh, These odds are via, via DraftKings. Uh, a yes vote would be plus 1,400, which would be a $10 bet to win $140. There's a lot of good candidates out there to, to throw the ball, I think. If you're one, Sean McVay, we've already, no talked, doubt. we've already talked about one of them, Odell. I mean, Odell yeah. has one of the most lethal non-quarterback arms I think I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely take yes. I, I don't know. The harder part, the fun, the, I think the more fun part would be who to choose. Who to choose? Yeah, to throw that touchdown. 
Whether it be really Odell Beckham, multiple guys, Cup, I could even see throwing. Cup, I could him. see Higby, I could see maybe you know. I think back to the uh, the Philly special. Um, yeah, you know, we forget that Trey Burton threw that pass uh-huh. in that game, but uh, I don't see the Bengals really pulling out the tricks. You never no. know; they could surprise, and not that kind of tricky. But you know, I could see him running reverses and whatnot. But I just mm-hmm. don't see that really in Zach Taylor's mind. I could see that more as a more of a Ram being the one to throw a touchdown and not not a Bengal. I agree. Uh, I have a fun one here at number five. Um, it's a cross-sport one. A lot of people do. Uh, there's Obviously, there's a couple games in the NBA on Super Bowl Sunday. There's a couple games in the NHL. Um, mm-hmm. There's a golf tournament going on the uh, Phoenix Open. So a lot of people do, you know, they call them cross-sport bets. Um, I found one via DraftKings. It was, who will have more? Trey Young points in the Hawks game. Uh, hang on one second. I did not put in who they were playing. So, um, so it'll either be Van Jefferson yards in the game or Trey Young points when he plays on Super Bowl Sunday against Boston. Who's going to have the higher number? Uh, Trey Young points would be plus 125 and uh, Van Jefferson receiving yards would be minus 100. Well, I said Van Jefferson was going to ball out. Mm. And I mean, points, unless Trey Young's having a 60-50 point game, I really think Van Jefferson can get about 45-50 yards in this game. Um, it's going to be a high-flying game, I think. Maybe not high-scoring, but at least the offenses are going to be going for those, you know, shots. And I think all it takes, all it takes, is one fifty-yard play, one forty-five, fifty-yard play. Stafford's got the arm for it. Van Jefferson's shown he can, you know, be reliable on those deep balls. If down Odell, like I mentioned, or Cooper Cup, even early in the game or later in the game, and Van Jefferson's got to step up. I think Van Jefferson's got to be the pick here because to get 50 yards than it is to get 50 points, even if yeah. you're Trey Young and you're elite from the three-point three, three point line. Trey Young had a 43-point game the other night. I, I honestly don't see – I like the odds at whatever it was. I think it was plus 180 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I totally closed out my notes. Yeah, plus 125, sorry. I think those are decent odds. Obviously, if you're going to put a little bit more than $10 on it, it would be a nice payout. But mm-hmm. I, I would have to go Van Jefferson receiving yards. I mean, Van Jefferson's going to be an X factor in this game because you know all the attention is going to be at Odell and Cooper yep. Cup, and that's that's when a guy a number thirty option like that would step up. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, he's going for seventy, probably sixty to eighty yards if Higby doesn't play. His numbers are going to go down a little bit if Higby plays. But I don't see Trey Young scoring more than forty points on Sunday. The Celtics, they're, they're mm-hmm. a pretty good team. They play some decent defense. Uh, I don't see Trey Young scoring more than forty points. So, so that's it. All right, we're back here. I uh, I have multiple apps going here on my phone, and I totally closed out the Anchor app. So as I was saying, <laughs> I don't know where I got cut off, but if I was if the last one, we're gonna do number six here. If you were able to combo, um, you know, a spread and over under total, what would you take? Like for example, Bengals plus four and the under, or Rams minus four and the over. What would you choose for score wise? For like the spread, so like, would you choose the? Would you? I know it's kind of confusing. Would Within like ten points, the Rams. Saying? Would you choose the Rams like to cover and then the over? Would you choose the Bengals to cover and the under? Like, what would you choose? I would go Rams probably. So I would. Over. I would definitely take the Rams minus four and probably the over because the over I believe is at forty eight and a half. I think yeah. those two points can two teams can hit that easily in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think the Rams, if they get out ahead, I think they can definitely win this game by more than four, even though yeah. I only predicted them to win by three. So the points, it's 48 points is the like – 48 and a half. So basically 49 would be the over. But, yeah, I think these two teams can combine, and then I'm obviously going Rams for the victory here. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just – it's a fun thing to do. Um, just really quickly here, I, I got the app pulled up. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl MVP. There's obviously your 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 easy choices. Stafford's at plus one twenty, Burrow's mm-hmm. at plus two thirty, Cups at plus five fifty. Uh, you know, are there any other sleepers that you think maybe I'm thinking, you know, I think Odell would be a popular choice. He's plus twenty five hundred. Mm-hmm. Maybe even a um not even a Von Miller, probably an Aaron Donald at plus sixteen hundred. I think those would be some sleepy sleeper picks if you're looking to make a you know, big, big payday. Yeah. I think Odell's a name that's got to be on that list. I think Stafford's obviously. I think that's my pick to win. He's the he's the favorite per se, you know, mm-hmm. to win to win the MVP. 
I could see Burrow. I could see if Chase has a three touchdown game, I doubt he will, but if he does, you know, in that rare instance, you know, you could throw him in the mix or I really think Stafford and the Rams players honestly have a better shot um, in this game. Definitely. Um, is there anything else that you have to say on this segment? I know this this isn't really your your forte per se, but not really. Uh, but I do turn twenty one this year, so you know, better time to this is the best time to learn. I think <laughs> for sure. I know if you do sign up for certain uh, you know websites and whatnot, they do give you free money, so you don't have to put mm. anything in. I, I got like I said, I think I got fifty or a hundred from FanDuel last year, so I think it was a hundred actually. Yeah, because I did four twenty-five dollar bet. Is what I did. That's awesome. I, I almost made my money back. So, mm-hmm. and then I stretched that out until September. This is gonna be my first bet since September. So I'm I'm excited, but I'm kind of nervous at the same time because it's gonna be the first time I'm actually putting my own money in. Mm-hmm. But uh, as always, you know, twenty-one and over, you know, do everything responsibly, you know, and whatnot, and uh, hopefully we can help you maybe win some money this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to wrap it up. If you don't have anything else to say for episode number 92 of Dylan, I'll talk NFL. We will be back next week. We will break down all the big moments from Sunday's game. We'll break down, you know, MVP performances, sleepers, you know, guys we may not have talked about that had huge games and whatnot. Um, and then we're going to get into it, man. NFL draft. I'm so excited. You know, it's, it's unfortunate that the football season's ending, but here on this podcast, NFL season really never ends. Mm-hmm. Between the draft, free agency, you know, looking back at classic games, uh, I think maybe we could do a top five games of 2021 as well next week. So we'll do Super Bowl 56 breakdown, top five games of 2021, and then I think we're going to start it off with the top five quarterbacks in this year's draft class. How's that sound? Yes, sir. Finally into that part of the year. I know. It's, it's, it's not a really a loaded quarterback. It's a top-heavy quarterback class, I think, this year. You know, you're going to have your famous names, your pickets, your corrals and whatnot. But then there's a couple guys that are trending at the end of the first round. Uh, we just had the Senior Bowl last week where a lot of guys moved up in the uh, in the boards and whatnot and uh, could turn themselves into – I saw something that one NFL scout doesn't think that there's a starter in this draft class, and I believe he's wrong on that. You so don't think any of the quarterbacks can – that's what he was saying? He doesn't think any can start? Yeah, he doesn't think any of them are NFL caliber starters, which I disagree with that. I think there's yeah. two out there. Maybe I think three. Pickett for sure. Pickett, I think Pickett and Corral are the 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 money shots, and then mm-hmm. I would say Howell is probably a, a sneaky sleeper kind of guy. Which if we were talking at this time last year, people were thinking Howell was going to be the number one pick mm-hmm. or the number one quarterback off the board. I'm pardon me, not not the number one pick, but yep. we'll definitely get definitely get into all that, and then we're going to start once a week. We're going to be doing once a position, each position group once a week. I think what we did, pardon me, is I think we did the offensive line as a whole. So we'll do quarterback, receiver, running back, tight end, offensive line, and then go on to the defensive defensive side of the ball. I want to do special teams this year. I think I mentioned that a couple weeks ago. I don't think we did special teams last year Mm -hmm. because of that punter from San Diego State and whatnot. um, Maybe we can find the next Evan McPherson. You never know. We will. But that's going to wrap it up for episode 92. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We will be back next week with a brand new episode. Have a great week. Enjoy the Super Bowl, and we'll talk to you next Tuesday.